Hello and welcome to another episode of the Just Some Magic podcast. I am your host Morgan and here on Just Some Magic we like to share people's most magical moments in and out of the theme parks. So whether you're counting down your days till your next vacation or you're on your way to work wishing to be going to a more magical place, this is the podcast for you. We share magical moments twice a week every Monday and Thursday so be sure to subscribe. Today's guest went from a Disney prince to a Disney artist. He has some amazing stories from his years of working at Disney and now fulfilling his lifelong dream of being an artist. So stay tuned for that. And if you have a magical moment that you would like to be right on the show, please go to justsomemagic.com and click on the share your magic button to submit your most magical moment to possibly be read on the show. But now on with the show. I am so excited today to have this very special guest on. He is gone from a Disney prince to a Disney artist. So today we have John Coulter. Hi, John. How are you today? Hey, I'm good. I'm so excited to be here. I am so excited to have you on and talk everything you've done because you've done (laughs) so much. Yes, I'm old. That's why. (laughs) (laughs) You've done some amazing things in the theme parks and internationally and now a Disney artist. And if you guys haven't seen his art at Festival of the Arts, it's pretty amazing. It's very beautiful. And there's just so much detail you put into your art. Like I notice everything every time I look at it, especially Uh the Princess Moon ones. I really like those. Do you want to share with us a little bit of your background? Yeah. Well, I guess I started, where would I start? <laughs> I, um, Once upon a time. <laughs> yeah, right? I went to art school in Pasadena. Before I went to art school, like that was my whole dream was always to be a Disney artist. But then when I was in college back at U of A in Arizona, I was studying graphic design in, at U of A and I was working at this bar where I was performing. And one of the girls there said, oh my gosh, you'd be perfect for the Disneyland parades. I always loved Disney and I thought, oh, well, I've never thought about performing there. I've always wanted to be an artist. So I went and auditioned and then that's when I got the role of Prince Charming in the electrical parade. Oh my goodness. In Arizona, it's only about six or seven hours away from you. So that wasn't even too terribly far to go. And no, it wasn't. Yeah. yeah. So I just drove over there and then auditioned and then drove back that night. And then they called and told me I'd got the part. And I <laughs> really knew very and little like- about what that even meant, you know, but of course I was super excited. So then I deferred from college because I enjoyed performing at Disneyland so much. I wasn't ready to go back to school. So, I, <laughs> so I, I put school off for a while and then just became this performer at Disneyland and did a bunch of shows there. First was Electrical Parade, and then I went on to, what I do? Christmas Parade? Oh, Party Gras? People probably don't even know these parades. They were so long ago. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> People know Electrical Parade because they still do that. They still oh, yes. It still, it will never die. <laughs> right? But it keeps evolving, which is cool. They keep, yes. you know, with technology, it keeps changing, which is pretty neat. Yes, definitely. What other per- shows and parades did you so do? So then I opened Fantasmic, which is crazy because that was <gasps> almost 
30, was it almost 30 years ago? Which blows my mind. So it was the opening cast of Fantasmic. So you were the opening cast of Fantasmic in 1992? Yes. You know the date. You did your homework. Yes, because, <laughs> because Fantasmic is my favorite show. And oh, when I yeah. finally saw it at Disneyland, I was like, okay, this is way better than Disney World. So no, right. Disney World. <laughs> I have to admit it is. <laughs> and then also, too, I was... I was born in 92, so oh it's oh like, that's a special place in my heart. <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs> but you opened Fantasmic in 92. That is incredible. I, yeah. I was already really excited for this interview, but the fact that you did my favorite show, the year it came out, like that is just, now I'm just yeah, so excited. It was crazy because they were still de developing all that technology <gasps> with projecting on the water. And I remember it was just so magical because we'd go in after the park closed. So I would go to college, I'd go to school during the day, and then like at 10 or 11 at night, we would start rehearsal. And then we'd be in the park all night till like, I think six in the morning sometimes, oh, goodness. rehearsing that show, which was so weird to be in the park, like after hours like that, so late yeah. at night. Were you ever rehearsing so like late at night that it ended up turning into morning and like the sun yes. came up? <gasps> yes, and it did happen a lot, especially toward the end when we're getting close to opening. Which was yeah. just crazy. But everybody was, you know, you're just so high on the, the on excitement for this show because nobody really knows what it's going to turn into because it was so new, you know. Yeah, so, But we knew it was going to be special when we heard the music and we were on the water with the floats. And that was when I was Prince Eric. I think that was the only time I did Prince Eric. In California, yeah. You got to hang out with Prince Eric and then yes. do Ariel and do the choreography <laughs> yes. and stuff. I Sidebar, my friend really, we always would go on Tuesdays and watch Fantasmic at Disneyland. And she always loved Ariel's little fin flip at the one point choreographed in the song. And that was her yes. favorite. <laughs> and you know what thrilled me about that? Sometimes it would be so like, I don't know if it was the humidity or water would just get on the barge and sometimes she'd flip that fin and water would fly up in the air. And I was like, Oh my God, that's just magic. I oh loved my it. goodness. That is so fun. Like, wow, Ariel's got water powers now. Like, I know. I was like, Oh, it's so realistic with the water on her fins. That is so cool. And kind of sticking with like the aerial track and stuff. Ursula used to be a thing back in the day with the eels. Was that during opening yes. or was that later on? I know no, they don't opening. have it. They had that big, oh. huge, it would blow up, you know, it was all like it, the body was a balloon oh and it would blow goodness. up. That was the opening. And then the two eels on jet skis and stuff. Like they I still didn't have wish that they never, I don't think they ever had that in California. Did they? Oh, okay. I know at one point they had that somewhere at one of the two Fantasmics. And I was like, oh, that would oh, be such cool. cool if they still had that. that ah. be, I never even saw that. That might've been Orlando or it might've been later after, after I had stopped doing it. I'm not sure. But that's so cool. You got to see Ursula and then, you know, you're Eric and you're battling. I mean, you're not battling her in the show, but right. essentially your character does at one point. Yeah. <laughs> that is incredible. Right. Then I went to Tokyo Disneyland and did a bunch of shows there. And um, well, I was a, a character, so I would, well, they called them face characters. Mm -hmm. So I would was friends with all the prince characters. <laughs> oh, very nice. Yeah, you were friends yeah. with and you hung out with. Yes. Oh, my goodness. And at the time that you were there, was there Tokyo Disney Sea opened or No, not that quite wasn't yet? even open yet. Oh, okay. And what was interesting was Tokyo Disney was still fairly new. So the culture, the Japanese culture had not really even changed yet. So we did a show that was called Party Girl. They did it in California too, but they brought it over to Tokyo. And there was moments when we would stop the parade and do street shows. And we would we were supposed to pull the audience out and we would do conga oh. lines and stuff like that. But back then, 
they were so shy that it was really difficult to pull audience members out into do the conga line and dance with us because it just wasn't a part of their culture yet to be that yeah. that free and fun in public because there's they were so reserved. So honestly, I think that Tokyo Disneyland took a big part in changing Japanese culture, honestly. Oh, wow. Because now they're like, they're much freer and and now you they you can't get them to not rush out on the street. Now they just right. love it, you know? I, I was fortunate enough to go in 2019 before the pandemic and <gasps> the oh. energy of the entertainment and even the people watching, they know the choreography. Oh, and yeah. we were fortunate to go during Easter and their oh. Easter parade. Is Isn't on- it insane? It's on steroids. It's insane. Yes, and I they know. On like crazy eggy bunny. Da, da, da. Like it right. Was, I mean, it's like cute on crack. It's over the top. It literally know? is, and it, the nuts. culture is so excited. And so, like, that's a really unique perspective. Just think, like, they weren't always like that, and yeah. so now they're just so passionate and it's they just are. such a different world over there and i love it i cannot wait to go back one day same with me it's all i just can't wait to they and they put so much money into their costumes oh. and floats and oh. i don't know what their budgets are but they are it's like endless gorgeous <laughs> endless have you been able to yeah. see um whether in person or on youtube have you been able to see the dreaming up parade is that their newest one I believe so. Yeah. Oh it, gosh, no, I haven't. Oh, okay. After this interview, go watch it on YouTube. Yes. Floats are moving in multiple different ways, unthink- unlike you'd ever seen anything in the U.S. parks. Oh, and no. the costumes, like I immediately thought of the costumes that they have, are so beautiful. And I'm like, I want to like cosplay that costume, but no one's gonna know who I am. Like, <laughs> right. I'm a dancer in the the flamingo part in the Alice in Wonderland unit. Like no one's oh going to know. <laughs> yeah. Right. That's hilarious. <laughs> so how long were you in Tokyo for? Like you lived there? Like, did you do a contract? Well, I did one contract, but then I loved it so much. I stayed for two years and just modeled over there. Oh, wow. Because I just loved Japan so much that I didn't want to leave. So I actually, I stayed and did some modeling. And then I came back to America because you can only stay you know, I forgot what the visa is. You can't stay for, you can only stay for a certain amount of time. So I'd come back to America and then I'd go back to Japan again and model. And so I spent a couple of years there because I just loved it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and then so you did modeling and then you came after um, Japan and stuff. What else did you do? Oh, so then I went to school, which is funny. Then I went to art school and I studied in Pasadena, the California, what's it called? Art Center College of Design. I went to that school and it's it was so difficult that I couldn't, I couldn't have a job while I was in school there because it's just so demanding yeah so demanding i couldn't work at disney at that time what's weird is that after i finished school there everybody's so amazing there that i actually felt like i wasn't worthy and i was like you know i don't want to do art i'm not good if i can't be amazing i don't want to even do art i don't know it was this dumb competitive thing i had in my head i was like i'm not good enough to be an artist so which is funny because you're at a great art school it's prestigious but since everybody is so good And then also everything I did was like so happy. So it was kind of almost looked down upon almost a little bit like what Ashley said. They kind of didn't take me as serious as an artist because I did. It was colorful and was happy and because I had just got back from Japan, you know, (laughs) and Disneyland. My whole history is. Yes. And everything is cute and kawaii. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, exactly. So like your artwork isn't deep enough. And so I just didn't, I wasn't inspired anymore and I just didn't feel good enough. So that's when my whole career turned toward uh, modeling, which I had no idea would last 25 years. I thought, oh, I'll just go model for a little while and then I'll get back into art. But 
I took a detour for almost 25 years, which is insane. <laughs> Maybe 20 years, something like that. Yeah, so I just modeled and then oh, that's when I left. So I was living in New York modeling. And then that's when I wanted the break. And I went to Tarzan and did Tarzan Rocks at Animal Kingdom. So I got a little Disney in there for one you know, for six months. Before we started recording, I was, I told John, I was like, I remember that show as a kid. I loved it so much. And as a kid, I thought the beginning was kind of boring. <laughs> right. And I, but then when the monkeys came out and they were roller skating and Tarzan and Jane came out, that's when I was like, yes, this is <laughs> amazing. Yeah, because so it was like a Phil Collins concert, a rock concert yes. at the beginning, sort of. Right. And my poor dad, who is a singer and loves Phil Collins, you know, he would play the soundtrack in the car all the time. But if we, all us kids wanted to do is listen to Trash in the Camp with yeah. Turk and all of right? that. <laughs> Hilarious. And that's my least favorite. You know. Yes, it's like the one song that just isn't Phil Collins. On the <laughs> that is so oh funny. Oh my gosh. But that was such a cool show. Do you want to just, because it's, you know, it hasn't been around for quite a while do you want to describe that a little bit for those that hasn't been yeah well it was like i said it was, it was kind of like tarzan rock so it was almost like a rock concert and then mm -hmm. tarzan does come out and what was so cool about it was i always had this dream of being a circus performer i don't that was like <gasps> always this childhood dream so when i got cast as tarzan and i was i had to learn all these aerial stunts so i was like oh my god i feel like i'm in the circus too which kind of <gasps> killed two like dreams at once which is or like inspired you know made two dreams happen yeah so i thought oh it's like any other disney show i'll go in rehearse for a couple weeks and then i'll do the show for a couple months and then get back to my modeling career because it was so technical and it was this new show with all these aerial stunts we literally i think we spent two months rehearsing and we went to a, like a stunt camp in the middle of Orlando somewhere. We're at this stunt camp learning. Uh, it's called Straps and Spanish Web. And there was a couple other stunts we did. Yeah, so we learned this aerial act with these straps, kind of like Cirque du Soleil, you know? Oh my gosh, it was so cool. It was so much fun. Gosh, just being Tarzan swinging from the vines and stuff every day. Right. Like, I can tell you from a child's perspective, it was the coolest thing ever. And it was like, whoa, Tarzan. And it, it correct me if I'm wrong, but at one point, Tarzan, like, swings forward, but there's, like, a stage there forward. But he, like, swings out into the audience almost. Yes, we were on a zip line. And we oh, zip lined. Okay. It was it was made to look like a vine, but yeah, mm -hmm. we zip lined down into the middle. It's called a satellite stage that that came out oh. uh, in the middle of the audience. Yeah, I remember being so yeah. cool, and I'm like, whoa, Tarzan! <laughs> you know what's funny? Um, you see the funniest things doing the show every day, and there was times mm -hmm. when like you'd see parents covering their kids' eyes, and I don't <gasps> know if that was because I was in a loincloth, <laughs> and they didn't want you know their kids to see a full almost naked body. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but it was funny because I think they wouldn't let me go into the park uh, because our nipples were showing, which is pretty funny. Oh. So later on, I think what they did for the Tarzan in the park, they covered vines over his chest. I don't know if that's changed, but they used to have vines over his chest, which I thought was really funny. Okay, I'm actually going to look right now because I actually met Tarzan in 2019 and I was so nervous. I was like, there's a half naked man. And then I was wearing Birkenstocks Hilarious. and then it was like, oh, we have the same shoes. And I'm like, wow, I'm so embarrassed right oh, now. That's like, hilarious. I love they put him in Birkenstock because they, I guess they can't let him be barefoot. Yeah, like walk around. Okay. So he is shirtless, completely shirtless. Oh, yes. I'm okay. They changed. They loosened up then i guess 
Yeah, but I guess his hair kind of covers it all because he's got like the big dreadlocks and stuff. Right, I'll, right. I'll send you this afterwards for sure, but I was That's so funny. embarrassed. <laughs> I don't awesome. get nervous meeting characters. Like I will go talk yeah. to any character whether they can speak to me or not and I will have a great time. <laughs> Tarzan's the only one I'm like... <sighs> hi oh that's funny <laughs> it's great that but okay so sorry but back on track <laughs> so Tarzan rocks happens you were there much longer than you thought you were going to be oh and then from there i got this funny i got this tarzan tv show and playing tarzan it wasn't disney uh-huh. but we filmed one episode and then we found out that edgar rice burroughs owns the rights to tarzan still so we weren't oh. allowed so they didn't it didn't turn into a TV show. He didn't give us the rights or the, oh. the producer, the rights or something. So that never happened. But there was also a funny thing where they wanted to put Tar. This is back, you know, anyway, they wanted to put Tarzan in the parade and they wouldn't let that happen either back then because he had to stay in his environment, which, oh. which I guess was just the jungle. You know, I don't know. So there was stricter rules back then for that character. Fascinating. I guess they've loosened up because I've seen him in parades since then. And I feel like, too, his meet and greets for a time a couple years ago, females were getting a little handsy. And they had to remove that character for a while. That's oh, that's what I funny. heard. I wasn't going to the parks during that time because I wasn't near a park, but that's what yeah. I heard. And so the time I actually got to meet Tarzan was at like a special DVC, um, Disney Vacation Club, that those I don't know, yeah. Moonlight Magic. So it was a special event that oh, we fun. were able yeah. to. So I, I don't know. That's, I mean, it happens to princesses. I guess it can happen to Tarzan too. I guess so. <laughs> Okay, so the TV show didn't work out, sadly, but that was cool that you were considered again to yeah, continue that role. Film one episode, yeah. <laughs> and then you so you did, did you go back to New York for modeling or what yeah, was Yeah, then next? I went back to New York and continued modeling and then moved back to LA because I wanted to get more into TV and film. And then, okay, so this is what happened. So then the phone just stopped ringing. And I don't know if I'd been modeling for so long that people just got tired of my face. Oh, <laughs> I don't no. know what happened, but... <laughs> Or he got fat. Who knows? I don't know oh, what happened. No. <laughs> but oh uh, the work just, the phone just stopped and I wasn't getting work and I was freaking out because I had a mortgage and I didn't know what I was going to do because all I had done was kind of be a performer and model and, um, you know, and I hadn't done art for so long. And then this is getting back to the art side of my career. Somebody asked me to do some stuff for Wizard of Oz. And I did that and they happened to use the same framer that Disney used, the same framer and printer. I was at this point where I really had no idea what I was going to do with my career and was pretty much freaking out, honestly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I get this call and they're like, "We, it's Disney and they saw my work at the framer. <gasps> and they're like, we want you to start working for us. And I was like, Yo, you have no idea how much that means to me. And like that was a childhood dream that I kind of just let go. And then they called me and I was like, are you kidding me? Yes. Where do I sign up? I'll do it right now. Within like a couple of weeks, I was painting for Disney. And I was like, how, how did this even happen? Yeah. Like you truly came full circle. Like it's almost like you needed to even just be in Disney, I guess, to kind of give you that extra, extra inspiration, maybe that time away and then come back and be like, hey, I'm an artist. And, you know, they just happen to see it like that is just so incredible. Yeah, it is crazy because every artist, everybody always asks that. How did you become a Disney artist? And everyone has a different story. I just got I want to say lucky, but it's also where what's that saying where preparation meets opportunity. So I was prepared because I'd gone to art school. 
but I really hadn't done a lot of art for 20 years. So I was nervous, but I was also super excited about it. When you did art for Disney, was it just kind of your own art? I know you said you wanted to be an animator or did you work on other projects and stuff for Disney or what was kind of the projects that they put you in? The first thing I did was they was the festival, I was going to call it Festival of the Arts, but back then it was called Festival of the Masters. Which I thought was cool because they're calling me a master. <laughs> You're like, oh, hey, like sit up I'll a little taller. <laughs> yeah. So it was funny because they're like, you can paint. We want you to paint the Disney characters, but do it in your own style. I was thrilled about that. But I was like, what is my style? Do I have one? Like I started doing, I, I think I was one of the first people who did. And if you go back to my website, they're not amazing. I've grown a lot as an artist. So I started with these big headed, big eyed characters. You know, I did like all the princesses. I thought, you know what, I'm going to I'm gonna do something different. I'm going to do the princesses real melancholy, kind of sad, like, you know, in their peasant gowns and when before they were kind of rescued mm-hmm. by the prince. And so I did that <laughs> and I submitted all the concepts and they're like, uh, nope, that's a big <gasps> no. They're oh like, my gosh. We want happy princesses. Nobody's going to want these on their walls. Uh, <laughs> this is for children. So I was like, yeah, but we've seen that before. And they're like, nope. <laughs> so I was like, all right. So I had to make them all happier, you know? Yeah, um, definitely. But it's funny because now, you you especially there's a Jasmine Beckett. I think that's her name. Do you know who that is? She's big I, I think in Orlando. I, I know what art you're talking about with like the big eyes and the kind of pouty lips and stuff. Yes, it's a, yeah. Yes. And they're a little darker. So now they allow it, which is cool. But back then, I think that it was, I went two out of the box, you know? (laughs) Yeah, you you were ahead of your time. (laughs) (laughs) Right. But uh, yeah, so that was when I first started was at the festival when it was at downtown Disney, which is now Disney Springs, before they moved it to Epcot. Let's talk about your art style a little bit. I was like looking through your art today. You could definitely progress from like one style, which I, I feel like in the beginning with like your Mickey and Minnie and stuff was very colorful and kind of reminds me of like, I feel like it very easily fit into like Tokyo Disney and very kawaii and cute. Yes, and then yeah. <laughs> now it's very like detailed and intricate and still very bright colors and beautiful, but it's very different. So like, do you kind of want to talk about that a little bit? Thank you. Yeah. You know, when what was so cool is they let me do whatever I want, basically. There's only a few characters that we couldn't do, and basically I could do whatever I want. So I was like, well, then I'm doing all the princesses and villains because I just enjoy painting people more than animals. And part of that is my theater background and costuming. So I'm like, oh, I could do all these characters in the most elaborate costumes that they couldn't really do in animation because time and money. In in one painting, I could make the costume as elaborate as I want, you know? Oh, definitely. So that's how I got into doing everything really detailed because kind of coming from an acting background, all the all those details about, you know, that you see in the costume and in the character build the character. So you could tell so much more about a person. The more details and embellishment they have, it just adds to the story and adds to their character. So I think that's how my paintings are so detailed and so costume oriented. And how long does it take you to do one of these? Like how from like initial concept idea to like actually finishing printing and all of that stuff? Well, I've gotten faster. I'll admit that. When I first started (laughs) doing those, I was like, oh my God, every one I'd be like, why is this my style? This is killing me. Like you want to throw it out, throw it out the window because it's, (laughs) it's like painstaking after a while. Like, why did I do this to myself? (laughs) Yeah. Like, yeah, exactly. (laughs) I had a choice and this is what I chose. It used to take probably two, maybe two months to do one from start to finish. And that's 
you know, you send in a concept sketch and then it has to be approved. And then if there's any changes, they'll tell you because they, I guess they send it to lawyers and Disney, other Disney artists to review it, to see if it's within their guidelines and whatnot. Yeah. Because imagine if you put in all this time and then they were like, no, we actually don't like this. And you're like, well, I already spent a million hours on it. Yeah, like- I, yeah, exactly. And what's so funny, I have such a deep background in Disney and I, especially in all the characters. Mm-hmm. So I don't get many notes, but on Corella DeVille, she had a lot of changes, which I thought were really interesting. <laughs> Because, oh, really? Like what? Can you yeah, tell? Are you allowed to tell us? I think I can. I don't know why not. I think I posted about it on Instagram, so I don't know why I can't. Okay. <laughs> but one thing was she doesn't smoke anymore, apparently. So you know oh. that big famous cigarette? The big yes, French. the red one. And she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah like that's so, it's so her. And so I had to take that out. And they're like, and I was like, well, what am I going to put in her hands then? Because I've already painted her hand to look like that. So that's when mm-hmm. I drape the pearls, like she's just holding her pearls. Yes, I'm looking and at then, it right now. Oh, you are? How funny, yeah. And then if you notice, there's not really any animal print. So they wouldn't let me do any animal print. And I was like, well, oh. what if it's not Dalmatian? What if it's like zebra? And they're like, no animal print, no animal skin. So that's when I made it. I think it looks, I'm not looking at it right now, but I think I just kind of made it look like 80s zigzag sort of or something. Yes, like, um, <laughs> like a very geometric, yeah, exactly. Oh, that is so clever. To sort of emulate fur, but... Because she's then, the queen of fur. I like, know. Like, that's her story. I'm like... I, as I'm looking at this closer, I just realized that all of the Dalmatians, not not exactly 101, because that would have been very time-consuming, yeah. but it's in the frame. Oh, my yeah. gosh. And the bones. Like, I totally <laughs> missed that. Like, the detail, every time I look at your art, I'm always finding something new. Like, it's absolutely insane. Oh, thanks. That's what is fun about it. That's why I like hiding little things in it. What is your favorite thing you've hidden in your art? I I mean, I put a lot of details in them. The only thing I really hide, though, are the little hidden Mickeys. And they're just little little Mickeys that are throughout some of the paintings. And I put more than one in some of them. And I forget where I put them. And I can't remember when people ask me. (laughs) And then you lose track and you're like, wait a minute. I got to find them myself. Yeah. And then I'll actually forget to put them in paintings. And I put them in all the villains. And then there were a few that I forgot. And poor (laughs) Like I had people looking forever and I was like, oh my gosh, I forgot to put him in that one. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Good to know. Okay. So if you guys are looking at John's art and you don't find a hidden Mickey within a couple of days, it's probably not there. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) If you're spending that much time on it, then. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) Oh my gosh. That's incredible. Okay. This might be tough, but what is your favorite piece of art that you've created, whether it be Disney or not? Oh no, it's easy actually. It's the designer collection Minnie Mouse ears. Oh, of course. Of course. So beautiful. That was the most special thing to me to actually have a pair of Minnie Mouse ears. Yeah. I I love the colors that you chose and it's kind of vintagey and very like detailed and stuff like your art and you just look so happy holding it. I'm again looking at the picture right now. I was so happy, but I was so bummed because I couldn't do the signing because it was right when COVID started and they canceled it the day they closed the park the day before my signing. Oh my goodness. So I was like, Oh no. So I never got to do the signing in California for that but yeah that's got to be the most special that and then i did a christmas painting for club 33 oh and that was pretty special because they had just started that the year before so only one other artist had done the the christmas 
painting and then they turned it into merchandise like you know christmas ornaments and stuff so oh cute that was pretty a pretty cool opportunity to get to go to club 33 and i was about to ask like were, were you allowed to go to club 33 because it's very yes. exclusive i was I like oh if- i felt so special <laughs> If you design something for Club 33 and then they still don't let you in, I'll be like, wait a minute. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that was pretty cool. That is amazing. Um, Is there anything you want to share about your career that you want to add before we jump into the questions before your story or um, anything else you want to share? I kind of had a theater background. So I started doing costumes for production companies in LA. It started actually with, I would do Halloween costumes and then people saw that. So that's why I started doing costumes for productions. And I did a lot of, a lot of corporate, actually corporate shows, which is, you know, big companies, they have a big events for their awards night or whatever. And we'll put on these big, huge productions. And a lot of them are Broadway themed. So I get to reimagine a lot of Broadway shows and it's all Broadway talent that they bring in, but then they get to wear my costumes. So it's pretty cool to get to have that caliber of talent. Wearing your design. And are you designing it and creating it or someone else creating it? Or how does that process work a little bit? I'll do a sketch and then I'll go by all the material. And with corporate, which is pretty cool is that they kind of, at least a few of the companies let me do whatever I want. So I do a sketch and then I go out and buy all the material, but I don't, I have no background in sewing. Like when I was doing Halloween costumes, I would literally put them, put them together with a glue gun. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Seriously. And they were a hot mess on the inside. Like, Don't look behind the curtain. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So when I started doing more professional costumes, I was like, what am I going to do? So I did get a sewing machine. And I tried to learn, but honestly, I suck at it. <laughs> so I have a seamstress who's amazing and does all my sewing. And then when I have bigger jobs, I'll get a couple seamstresses, but. I primarily have one who does all my sewing and I do a lot of handwork and I'll build like most of the hats and stuff I do myself because that's all by hand, you know? You know, if you work with the same lady, like she can, she knows your style and knows what you want. And so you guys have that relationship. You guys can create really cool things together. It's so true. Yeah. Like that's true. Like my sketches can be very loose because she knows how I design now, you know? So I'll like scratch something down. She knows exactly what I'm talking about, which is pretty neat. How fun is that to have like also the creativity to design amazing, cool costumes? It is fun. Thank you so much for sharing like your history and all the cool things you've done. Um, I loved your story and it's just so great. It's just so exciting. But before we get into your magical moment, I'm going to ask you some fun questions so we can get to know you a little bit deeper, a little bit more. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, no. So I'm going to ask you some questions, but I'll start with an easy one. It's also easy and hard. But why do you love Disney? Ah. I love Disney because the stories, the stories behind all the movies, I think they're just so beautiful. And they're just, they're just, I just love when so many artists can come together and create one, one product, one story, one movie. And my love for Disney started as a child with all the movies. I think it's just because I love their stories. That's my answer. I'm going to stick to it. 
no one said the stories quite like specifically as you. Everybody was kind of vague about So that is awesome. Okay. So I know you've mentioned Disney World, Disneyland, and Tokyo, but have you visited any other Disney parks? I've been to Disneyland Paris once, but it was when it first opened and I went during a snowstorm and it was oh, no. so cold. And I was meeting some friends there. This is, this is how old I am. It was before cell phones. So I'm like, I was in Milan modeling in Italy. And then I was like, my friends were coming. I was like, oh, well, let's just meet in front of the castle at noon. Well, I had no idea how to get to Paris and we had no way of contacting each other. So I was waiting by the castle in the snow and they had got detained for some reason. So it was sort of a nightmare. Oh no. So you're just like, I'm cold in front of the castle in Paris. Yes, no, and I couldn't no. leave because I was afraid I wouldn't see them or meet them. And I had no way of getting in touch with them. It was dumb. It was just dumb. Oh, no. <laughs> but so I did. That's my Paris Disneyland memory. And I haven't been to Hong Kong or where's the other Shanghai yet, but I want to go someday. You're almost, you only got two more to go off the list and then you're there. So <laughs> that's good. Not necessarily your favorite Disney character, but what character do you most identify with that is most similar to you and your personality? I'm going to just, this is an easy answer. I would say Tarzan because I love nature and I love animals. So I can relate to loving the, loving the outdoors. So I would say probably, yeah, I guess Tarzan. Tarzan, very <laughs> nice. Do you feel like your personality is similar to him? Very curious and I, I don't know. Tarzan's very interesting. He grows a lot in the movie. So it's kind of yeah, hard to pinpoint his personality. Yeah, it is, right? Personality wise, I don't know. I'm just going to say Mickey Mouse. Because he's Mouse. my next favorite character and he's just fun and silly and, you know, gets into some situations. <laughs> yeah. I feel like with your energy, it's very similar to like Mickey's and you seem very happy and like you just always up optimistic. And like you said, with your art, when everybody was being all moody and you were like, I want right. happy. Yeah, I do have a happy soul, I think, although it's been tested lately. It's been it's been rough with this quarantine and mm -hmm. but. Yeah, I would say happy. I'm a happy person. That's good. So here's kind of an artist question. What is an element of the Disney parks or movies that inspires you to create? Like, is there a ride that's like gives you that motivation or something like that? Like, it's kind of open to interpretation. Uh, you know, my favorite thing to do when I go to the parks is see the shows and parades. And, I don't oh. know, and it's not just because I've done them. When I was little, that was my favorite thing to do was see the parades. That's still what inspires me the most. And I don't know if it's because, again, it's so many artists coming together with dancers and, uh, you know, the people that design the floats and the costumes mm -hmm. and create the music. So, and it's neat because it's just a story. It's, again, it's that story and they tell it so quickly in little vignettes, mm -hmm. you know, that just travel by and just, I just love a parade. <laughs> it's so <Yes>. gay. <laughs> Oh my God, yeah, I love it. it. That's what inspires me. It's Yeah, it's the parades. And there's so many different creative avenues coming together to have one amazing element going on with, like you said, with the floats and the costumes and the choreography, the dancers, the yeah, characters, the music. It's exciting. There's so many different elements to make a parade. And so I can't wait for you to watch the, the Dreaming Up Parade in Tokyo because I feel like you're going to be oh, yes. I'm going to die. Away. I know. I will. I will be. And honestly, I YouTubed it before I saw it in person and I still was like in awe when I saw it in person. So I don't yeah. feel like it's spoiling it if you watched it on YouTube. Oh yeah, I won't be able to wait. I'm doing it first thing as soon as we get off. In fact, I'm getting <laughs> off, I'm cutting this show right now so I can go watch it. Perfect. We'll yeah. have a brief intermission. I'm going to go yeah. watch the, <laughs> the show, the parade really quick. <laughs> 
goodness. Okay, you're gonna love the costumes in that one too. But okay, yeah. back to the questions. What character or movie do you love to create or draw the most? I would probably have to say Maleficent. Mm. I think. Yeah. I love doing all the villains, but there's just something so dynamic about her and all her she's very angular and yeah, I think she's probably my favorite. It's a pain. Yeah. I love that. She's Aurora Sleeping Beauty's my favorite princess. Aurora uh, Maleficent's my favorite villain. And yeah. she's just got a way about her and she's the best villain. I mean, right. she turns into a dragon. Like I know, how crazy. And she's so like eloquent, the way she moves and mm-hmm. talks. and It's cool, you know? She's just got this way about her of like, I'm unbothered, but I'm going to curse your child. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Right. <laughs> and you drew, uh, yeah. drew her in dragon form as well. That's cool because you have that option yeah. to go one or the other and still be Maleficent. Right. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Incredible. Okay, so speaking kind of on the character track and that you have a very creative brain. So if you could take your favorite elements from each Disney princess, which dress, sidekick, hair, and castle would you want to have? Oh my gosh, that's tough. <laughs> and it could be peasant version, it could be ball gown version, like it could be anything you want. Okay, so we'll start with the dress and you're a costume person, so. Oh, well... <laughs> There's something I there's something just classic about Cinderella's dress. It's I don't know. I, I'm gonna go with Cinderella's dress because it's just all silvery and simple. Although that's opposite of everything that I paint. Yes, <laughs> you're very detailed. Maybe and I want to change my answer. Go ahead, go ahead. Not Belle's dress because I'm not a big huge fan of yellow. Mm-hmm. So let's go. Oh, maybe Sleeping Beauty. Mm-hmm. I love her. Let's go with her castle for sure. Okay, Sleeping Beauty's like castle. That castle in Paris is so amazing. I was about to say, would you want the Disneyland, <laughs> like, travel size version, cottage home, or do you want the Paris <laughs> one that's out of the movie? <laughs> yeah, we want the Paris one for sure. Perfect. Yeah. I my dream to see that one in person because that's my girl yeah. and that's the one in the movie. This this right? one in California holding me off till I can get to the other one. <laughs> I know. and I'm like, I don't know what they were thinking with this. Little one in California, but it's she's cute. She's cute. She's cute. I love it. <laughs> okay, so Sleeping Beauty's Paris from the movie Castle. Okay, and then Sidekick. Oh gosh, Sidekick. And there's a lot of Sidekicks. There's so many. Oh, you know who's my favorite? Jiminy. Oh, he's not even with a princess. I was gonna say Jiminy Cricket's so cute, but he's not really a Sidekick. All seven. Those dwarfs are real cute. Yeah, I like the dwarfs, <laughs> and I love Snow White. That's a classic. I love the yes. classics. She's great. Okay, so you're doing Sleeping Beauty's Castle. You have all seven dwarves. Whose hair would you want to have? And you can change the color if you want to match your hair. Uh, oh, God. Pocahontas. She's <gasps> a princess. Oh, her hair sure. is fierce. Her hair fly, blowing in the wind. Yes, it's so that much hair. <laughs> yeah. Pocahontas hair. Perfect. Okay. And which dress have you decided? Let's see. Uh, I'm going to have to just go with Sleeping Beauty. Okay. Now the follow-up question to that is pink or blue. <laughs> can we go with purple? Can we can we compromise here? <laughs> yes, I I yes, absolutely. <laughs> I would love that. And honestly, I was looking at your um dr- painting and art of Sleeping Beauty and how elaborate you made her dress and I'm like I want to wear that. Like that oh. is my dream. Like You know what's oh. so cool? Speaking of that, there's so many cosplayers that create my costumes from those paintings. And it's the coolest thing for me to see those paintings come to life. 
Oh and they goodness. do such an incredible job with every single detail. It oh, blows my mind. That is so cool. And it's yeah. all inspired by your art. Like I know. It's, it's probably it, the like, biggest compliment ever because like, you know it, it took them. It so is. Yeah. Oh. There was one girl who couldn't find the same beads that I had painted. She literally had a glass blower blow them to be the same beads that I just painted on. I, I forgot which character it was. I think it was Cinderella. Uh -huh. Isn't that nuts? That is like you can't see me now, but my jaw is dropped. Like that is incredible. Yeah. Oh my I goodness! So I always get so excited when they call, and a lot of them will ask ahead of time, and I'm like, "That is so polite of you to ask." And I'm like, "Of course you can." You're like, "Please do it and send me it. all the pictures." Yeah, yes. <laughs> I know. All right, last fun question: If you had to be roommates with a villain, who would it be? Oh my gosh, Gaston. <laughs> <laughs> He's hot. No, I'm just kidding. Oh my gosh. Well, you gotta watch out. He's gonna eat all the eggs. You're not gonna have Oh them. yeah, right. <laughs> Guess done. Yes. Yes. He might take up a lot of time in the bathroom. I'm trying to think of Oh other god, things. right. Yeah, you might have to get an apartment with two bathrooms for sure. So we're both modeling in New York together. <laughs> oh my god, hilarious. That'd be so great. Well, thank you so much, John, for answering all of those ridiculous questions. That was fun. Yes. Um, so now we'll get into your magical moment and something that you'll never forget um, with all your experiences that you've done in and out of the park. So I'll let you take it away and share your magic. Oh, my gosh. Okay. <clears throat> well, working for Disney, there's always a magical moment. So it's there's I have so many. But ones that stand out are my first rehearsal with Electrical Parade, because that was my first time working for Disney. And that was so neat. Going down Main Street, like this is during rehearsals, when the whole park is closed and there's nobody in there, and we're going down Main Street on the floats. That was such a magical moment, seeing the park empty, because I, you know, you, nobody gets to do that unless you work there you know oh definitely and can i ask i know you grew up in arizona did you visit disneyland prior to working there or like a lot or never yeah, or i did because okay. my mom is from pasadena and my grandma still lives she had still was living in pasadena so we would every time we'd come to california we'd go to disneyland so i, I did go there quite a bit so I did grow up loving it. Oh, but then getting to go when no one's there and yeah, it was just with all the so magical exciting. lights too of Electrical Parade is probably its own magic. <laughs> uh huh. And just like, I never even dreamed that big that I could, because I didn't, being from Tucson, I was like, I don't know how you get to be in a parade. And I, I didn't even think about how that worked. So to actually see myself on that float going down Main Street was like just bigger than my dreams, you know? Oh my goodness. I, I can only imagine. <laughs> Okay, and then another magical moment would probably be my first signing as a Disney artist because I was I was so nervous nervous and I didn't even know how to like do autographs. I was like, I can't believe people are lining up and they want my autograph. This is so weird and oh my god, I don't want to mess up the painting and I was so nervous signing my name and Did you practice just... signing your name? Like Yeah, I did. I did. You're like, no, I want to do the Hold J on. like this and right. <laughs> I want a little oh, more yeah. squish in it. <laughs> Right? <laughs> totally. So that was such a cool magical moment. It's like, I can't believe I'm signing my name on a Disney painting at the park. And like that never gets old. It's always 
magical. And then when kids come up and they show me their art or they want to know when they just ask me questions about it and they're excited, it's just, it just, just touch, just makes my heart explode. Oh my goodness. Is there any um, particular guest interaction that like really like hits you in the feels or anything? Like you said, kids and stuff, but was there any oh, other? Well, let's see. There's fun. There's, they're always interesting. There's sometimes like I had one guy bring me chips and salsa, which I thought during the signing, I was like, that is so nice and so strange, but <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Cause you're out there for quite a while. I'm assuming like right. a couple hours it's at a sweet. time. Yeah. But he like brought it from home. He like made homemade salsa and I was like, oh. I love salsa, but I was like, is it even safe to eat somebody else's <laughs> salsa? This is so thoughtful, but strange. <laughs> You're like, if you bought it from the park, that's one thing. But like, right. home, but hey, Tupperware. <laughs> yes, you're still alive to tell the story today. So that's good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it always touches me when people like have, they're going to have a baby and they want my artwork in their baby's room. I think that's oh. always special. Like, oh, they want, well, actually to have anybody want, something that I painted in their home that they look at every single day. Just, it just is so, I'm just so blessed and thankful that, that I had that opportunity and that people embrace what I, what I do. Cause it gets, lets me continue to do it, you know? Oh, absolutely. And then especially going back to the children in their, like having it in their child's bedroom, like that's the first type of art that they're going to probably see and see frequently. So that's like right. a big deal. And like, I would think like almost the biggest compliment, you know, it's not just in their home, but like their baby's room and then right. be, and I like recognize so shapes and colors. Like it's adorable. Right. And then, you know, <laughs> you're so flattered by all these people that buy your art and it's amazing art. Would you ever like back when you were in school, like think you'd get to this point or like, what would you tell yourself back then when you were in school, intimidated by all the other amazing oh artists around gosh. you? Well, yeah, I really, yeah. Like I said before, I didn't think I was even good enough. So I would, I would tell myself, don't, don't stop doing it. Don't stop studying art. And I didn't really stop. Even when I was modeling, I would go to, when I was in different countries, I'd go to all the art galleries. And so I was still a, around art and I was still inspired by it. I just wasn't actually painting, but I would just tell myself, don't give up and keep, keep doing it because what you love to do, it, it finds a way back into your life. You can't be avoided because it's what you're here to do, you know? So if you listen to like, not your gut, your heart. It'll tell you what you're supposed to be doing, you know? And it was art, really. It wasn't acting because I tried acting for so long yeah. and I had so many auditions and I just never really got anywhere with that. So I was like, okay, I got to go where the yeses are. And it was more with, well, it was with modeling and art, but yeah, the acting, not so much. <laughs> oh, definitely. And when you said follow your heart, it kind of makes me think of Tarzan, You'll Be In My Heart song by oh, Phil Collins. right. Like, See, circle. I am like Tarzan. <laughs> you are. You are. Oh, my goodness. Oh. Um, any other little magical moments that have happened to you? I used to dress up like Jack Sparrow, but just like for my own, for Halloween and for different things. Like, so two Jack Sparrow stories really quick. Oh, One time course. I went on the Disney cruise with my parents. And they had a pirate night. So I was like, well, hello. And they wanted, they said dress like a pirate because it was pirate night. Uh-huh. So I was like, well, hello. I'm putting on my full Jack Sparrow outfit, yes. of course. Did you do like the mannerisms and the makeup yes. and the, the talking? Yes. like? Oh, Every pirate. detail. So <laughs> I go out there on the boat, on the ship, and the crowd start like 
it starts getting out of control. Like there was a line, people wanted my autograph. They wanted pictures with me. And I was like, this is amazing. Cause I, that's a character I've never done, you know? So yeah. I was loving it. And my mom and everybody was loving it and taking pictures and the line was getting longer. And then of course the Disney, the people on the boat that worked there started watching. <gasps> and then they came up to me and they're like, sir, um, since you're not a Disney employee, you're not allowed to sign. You can't sign Jack Sparrow. Uh-huh. So I was like, oh, okay. I was just, you know, the guests were asking for it and I didn't want to disappoint him. But I was like, but don't worry about it. I'm a, I've been a Disney character. Don't, I got this down. Don't worry. <laughs> so oh I keep doing it. And I, I mean, I thought the people were loving it because I was acting like Jack Sparrow and uh-huh. everything. So then they came up to me and they're like, sir, I'm sorry. We're going to have to escort you to your room and you're going to have to change out of that costume. <laughs> oh, no. My mom was so upset because she was just loving every moment of it. Yeah, you were too good. Yeah, so I had to, they escorted me to my room and made me change out of my outfit. It's almost like you were like, you know, a kid in trouble, like go to your room and change. I know, it was so funny, but I'll never forget that. So that's so cool. Okay, what was your other Jack Sparrow story? Oh, it was a short one. One time I dressed like him, it was a Halloween night at Disneyland. You know, they would pull people, they'd pick people and they would put them in the parade. So oh. I got to be Jack Sparrow in the parade, which I thought was really cool, which is oh. just sitting in a car and you're going down Main Street. But oh man, it, like brought back all those memories of being in the parades back in the day. Yeah, you're like, oh, I'm back where I belong. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> right. I'll find my way back. Too bad they didn't let you walk because then you can kind of do like the slightly drunken like, stutter kind of it's thing. It's so true. Yeah, it would be way more fun to have walked around to everybody. Yeah, I was just sitting in one of their little cars waving and acting oh, as goodness. drunk as I could without being <laughs> overly because you know <laughs> um but overall like how all your experience and the stuff you worked with disney and out of disney like what impact has it made on you oh gosh just working for disney has made me for one it's made me appreciate the talent that i had because i i hadn't found a home or a place for my talent really so i would just randomly do different jobs here and there but it just made me appreciate and be so thankful that I get a paint for a living and, and have people actually see what I do and like it and want it. And I just feel very lucky that Disney is still in my life. <laughs> yes. Oh, it's, it's crazy that you like, you know, you started when you were younger and did the like to worry and now you're a full blown Disney artist. It's such a yeah. great story. And I truly appreciate you coming on and sharing it with us. It was so such a delight having you like, oh, thank you. It's fun talking to you. I hope you guys enjoyed John's stories. He had so many memories working for the Walt Disney Company and still is. Again, you can find all of his links down in the show notes. So be sure to go follow him and tell him how much you enjoyed his episode. And if you enjoyed this episode, if you could go to Apple Podcasts to leave a review, it truly helps this podcast out and new people discover us. Again, we have episodes every Monday and Thursday, so be sure to subscribe so you never miss a single episode. And last but not least, if you have a magical moment that you would like to be read on the show, please go to justsomemagic.com and click on the share your magic button. I can't wait to read all of your stories, but until next time, bye. Bye.